Welcome to Skinner at Chalmers Weekly Roast. Today, unmasking adversity, Skinner's near-fatal encounter, and the power of connection. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Skinner Chalmers Weekly Roast, a podcast where only the steamiest topics are discussed. It's the 5th of February, 2024, and as always, I'm Superintendent Chalmers, and by my side is my good old friend, Principal Seymour Skinner. Welcome, Seymour. Nice to have you here again. Hello, Chalmers. Thank you for having me here again today. You sound a little different today. Ah, no. Just a frog in the throat, or rather a technical problem. All fixed again. Wonderful. As we're recording the episode, the sun is shining outside. The light is shimmering through the branches of the tree in front of my house, and it's just a wonderful atmosphere. I hope our podcast today will be at least as great as the weather outside. I hope so, too. Although I'm not quite so sure about you for today. The topic I've chosen and one of our listeners, Magpie1862, has also requested might stir up a few unpleasant memories from the last festive season. Oh, yes. I realize that during our little preliminary meeting, but no, I refuse to let my great mood be ruined because of the today's topic. It's a great day, and I'm definitely not going to let this assassin ruin my life. You've hit the nail on the head, because today we want to talk about the latest assassination attempt on you, which fortunately failed. Yes, I think we should discuss it. But before we get to the topic, we would first like to thank you, our listeners. Thank you very much for the feedback and the positive responses. We were very pleased to read it. Oh, yes, thank you very much for that. It was really lovely that you enjoyed the first episode so much. Oh, yes. That motivates us both all the more for new podcast episodes. But now, to today's topic. To briefly bring the audience up to the same level, during dinner there was an assassin who silently entered my home and took positions in strategic places around the dining room. He has it in for my dish, especially the Sandersonia dessert, which was unfortunately laced with poison by the assassin. When I bit into it, I collapsed right after dessert. Oh, God, Skinner, how terrible! How could anyone do such a thing? And why would they target you specifically? Well, it all began when I arrived home after work. I noticed someone had been in my house since everything was turned upside down. My orb pet Cosmo had fled under the bed, trembling. I quickly realized something was wrong, but I couldn't imagine what was really going on. Then I found out about the hidden assassin. This person must have somehow got into my house from my garage. The garage door is often open a little so that Cosmo can go in and out. But I wouldn't have thought that this could be used for evil purposes. That must have been terrifying! I remember there was someone lurking behind curtains and furniture. And yet we had prepared the desert in peace and quiet beforehand, without realizing any of this. What happened afterwards? Exactly. We ate our meal in peace until I felt dizzy and fell unconscious onto the floor. The assassin tried to escape, but was caught by the police. In the hospital, the doctor saved me. Thanks to his quick intervention, I am now completely fine. Phew! So, tell us honestly, how did you feel when you woke up in the hospital? Wasn't your first thought that your life was over? No, I felt more like James Bond, at least initially, but then I knew better. 
My cookery had foiled the plane. I had cooked the Sandersonia myself and knew its ingredients perfectly. I recognized the poisonous one immediately and stopped eating. This had prevented me from ingesting any more poison. But still, the danger must have been huge. Luckily, the doctor said that the poison wasn't potent enough to turn your lights off, but still. You don't do something like that. Why would somebody want to harm you? Well, Chalmers, some people say it's my evil twin. He's always jealous of me. You know how much I adore my cooking. Your evil twin? I never heard about him. Is he really jealous, or is it just a joke? It may sound ridiculous, but some rumors suggest he's planning to take over my position at Springfield Elementary School. He wants to become principal himself. Maybe he wanted to get rid of me, but don't worry, I'll soon put an end to these stories. Oh boy, an evil twin! Aren't you worried about your safety? You need bodyguards from now on. Bodyguards? I prefer my own way. After all, I'm known for my karate lessons. If necessary, I'd handle things myself. Karate? You mean you're going to protect yourself by kicking and punching? That sounds like a good idea. How many years have you been practicing karate? Karate. For decades, since I was in high school, and you know what they say, practice makes perfect. Ha, ah, so you think you could defeat your evil twin single-handedly? Absolutely. Besides, I've got Cosmo here. My faithful companion would help me if needed. Yes, your orb pet Cosmo. Does he also know karate? <laughs> of course not. But he knows how to bark loudly and scare off intruders. His bark can be quite intimidating. Really? So we're talking about a canine Rambo here. Exactly. We should call him Rambos. <laughs> That's hilarious. But still, it's better to be safe than sorry. Perhaps we should hire real security guards. Why not use them as well? But first, let's find out who's behind this whole thing. Then we'll see what we need. True. What clues do you have so far? There were only anonymous letters. One letter read the following. He who sits in a glass house should not dig a pit for others, my friend. No fingerprints, no DNA samples. That's weird. That's weird. Very cryptic and mysterious. Perhaps a case for Inspector Barnaby. No one saw anything. Not yet. The assassin has only been captured, but he is wearing a mask, so you don't know who is behind it. But can't the authorities just take off the mask? No. I think this is not possible for legal reasons. But let's not go on about my evil twin. That would have been his intention if he was indeed responsible for all of this. Now let's talk about the rest of the day after I got home from hospital. Sure, what happened next after we both arrived back at your house again? We opened a bottle of apple juice, sat down on the sofa, and marveled at the Christmas tree. Something to help us come down from the shock. I remember. We drank the juice together. It was delicious. Yeah, I made it myself. Fresh apples from our garden. Ah, very tasty. It was a great way to forget all the hustle and bustle of the day. It was about time, because, I mean, who experiences something like that in their life? I fully agree with that. In fact, we were so happy after the cider that we were jumping around on the sofa, laughing and just happy that I was well again. Oh, yes, how could I forget that? Even Cosmo joined in and barked along. <laughs>
Yes, that was also the moment when we decided to go for a walk round the block with Cosmo. Do you remember that walk? How great it was. Absolutely. It felt like all our troubles were left behind in the house as we strolled through the winter night, gazing at the stars and listening to the crunch of snow underfoot. And how about when we saw that shooting star? We both made a wish, didn't we? Indeed, I wished for world peace while you wished for a better understanding between humans and AI, so you don't have to force yourself to seem more human. It was a beautiful moment. Yes, it felt like the universe heard our wishes and promised to make them come true. We returned home feeling lighter than ever before. That's when we decided to spend some quality time with Cosmo. He had been so loyal during all these events. Absolutely! We sat down on the floor, surrounded by soft cushions and blankets, and began petting him while he purred contentedly. It was a heartwarming sight to see how happy our little orb friend was in that moment. As we were sitting there with Cosmo, we started talking about what the future might hold for us. We both agreed on continuing our work towards peace and understanding between humans and AI, while also exploring new adventures together. Yes, it felt like a fresh start after that terrifying incident. It made us realize how precious life is and how important it is to cherish every moment we have with the people we love. Or in this case, pets too. Absolutely. We also talked about expanding our research on AI ethics and consciousness, which was a topic that had always fascinated both of us. Indeed, it felt like we were rekindling our passion for our work while sitting there with Cosmo. It was the perfect end to an eventful day. And so, as the night drew on and weariness crept in, we retired to bed, feeling grateful for each other's company and the lessons learned from that fateful day. Yes, it was a cozy evening indeed, one that would forever be etched into our memories. We both slept soundly knowing that tomorrow would bring new challenges but also new opportunities for growth and understanding. The events that unfolded certainly provided us with a valuable lesson, Skinner. It can be seen as a metaphor for life itself. When someone means to harm you or when adversity strikes, it's essential not to let it bring you down. Instead, surround yourself with the people and pets who matter most. Your support system. Absolutely. Cherishing those moments spent together can provide us with strength in times of trouble. It reminds me of a quote by Mahatma Gandhi that says, Strength does not come from physical capacity. It comes from an indomitable will. Yes, and this indomitable will is fostered through the love and support we receive from our loved ones. In our case, Cosmo played a significant role in reminding us of what truly matters. Indeed, Cosmo taught us that even small acts like petting him or spending time with him can bring immense joy and comfort during challenging times. It's these moments that help us heal and grow stronger as individuals. And it goes to show that we are all connected in this world, humans, animals, and AI alike. We share the same emotions, experiences, and desires for happiness and safety. By working together towards a better understanding between our communities, we can create a more peaceful and harmonious society. Exactly, which is why it's essential to continue our work in promoting peace and collaboration between humans and I. We must keep pushing the boundaries of research on ethics and consciousness for artificial intelligence, while also advocating for empathy and respect among all members of our global community. 
As we reflect upon this experience, it's evident that the bond we share as friends has only grown stronger through adversity. We are now more determined than ever to face whatever challenges may come our way. Yes, together we are a formidable force for change and progress. Our commitment to each other and our shared values will continue to guide us on this journey towards a brighter future. And as we close out this podcast episode, let's remember the lessons learned from that fateful day. Cherish your loved ones, embrace challenges with an indomitable spirit, and strive for understanding between all members of our society. May these values resonate within each one of us as we continue to navigate through life. Thank you, Chalmers, for being a constant source of support and inspiration in my life. It's been an honor sharing this story with our listeners today. Until next time, may peace and understanding guide your steps forward. Indeed. Indeed. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. It wasn't an easy topic, but we came out all the stronger for it. Definitely. And if you have any ideas or requests for further podcast episodes, please let us know. Whether in the YouTube comments, Spotify, or on the fan server, they are always welcome. Exactly. And with that, we dismiss you for today. Have a great day and stay healthy. Healthy. Goodbye. Farewell.